And the show started. We have uh, with us very special guest, Nick Russo. Rick Nusso. What do you prefer, Nick? Uh, Pat, actually. Okay. <laughs> That's, no, yeah. I, I, I prefer Rick. Everybody's just variations of Pat, every guest that we have. Can I wear protection? Um, yeah. So... <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, how are you doing, actually? Doing pretty well. As you know, I just I just uh, dressed myself right for bed here, but people don't need to know what time it is, so I'm not going to worry about that. But yeah, I'm doing well. a nice week. How about yourself? I had a good week as well. Um, I have a, I have something to admit the, uh, to you that I that I didn't want to bring up, but now I have to. I didn't ask for this. Um, and that You're is right. that I was in Milwaukee on Friday for Summerfest. I saw Atmosphere. And I didn't let you know. Oh I, yeah, you definitely shouldn't have brought that up. Well, I didn't. I didn't let you know I was in Milwaukee, and I feel bad about that now. At the time, yeah, it was kind of a rush. Started. I don't know what you were doing because I didn't even ask. Now that I think about it, this is pretty sad because I wasn't doing anything okay. at all. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I like atmosphere too. So I know. In cool, hindsight, in hindsight, gonna, I definitely should have let. Yeah, I, I'm in hindsight. I actually, definitely like I was like, who could I have invited? And I'm like, oh yeah, definitely should have invited Nick. It was very last minute. I will tell you that, but I definitely should have let you know. And I do apologize for that, but I do appreciate you. Uh, Did you go with show. Connor Cummings? No, I didn't go with Connor Cummings. So here's the story with that. You? There was a uh, atmosphere came to Marquette uh, my freshman year, and I didn't know anybody to go to a concert with because uh, I was new at school. And there was a kid wearing a Tribe Called Quest shirt. And so I asked him in my English class if he'd go to a concert with me in a sexual way. I said that very specifically. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he passed on the sexual part of it, but he said he would just go as friends. And so then we went to the concert, and uh, it was a good time. And then I don't think I ever talked to him again after that. Like, I've seen him, like, a, <laughs> saw him a few times. Like, I saw him at, like, at Ian's Pizza at, like, 2 a.m., like, I don't know, a month ago. Uh, over right. a month ago. But, like, you know, I just see him, like, random times like that but like uh we did not continue to stay friends apparently it was not a good enough concert for either of us um that's pretty legit though that's that's an impressive move not not many uh people would do that even if he was in your class he still still is a stranger at the time yeah i just figured not a stranger no you're not a stranger and that's why i definitely i know him i know him well from st mary's and buffalo grove shout out st mary oh you're not talking about me not being a stranger you're talking about connor's the guy i went with is not yeah he's not a stranger to me understood um so russo we don't have a ton of time. We're going to get to some good stuff. So one of the uh, one of the things I wanted to get to here is uh, I was thinking the other day: is there a better place uh, to go streaking if you wanted to streak in a public place than in a hospital? <laughs> um, that's a pretty good place, actually. I mean, you could most most people. I would I would think 
vicinity of a speaker in the hospital might think that person is psychologically insane. That's what my thoughts were. Is, is that what you were getting at there? Yeah. yeah. It's like if you just decide so say you're not good. even a member of the – like you're not even a patient in the hospital, but you just decide that uh, you want to go streaking somewhere. It's like people are just going to assume, yeah, you're part of the hospital, and then you can just go around, you do that. You'll get caught, and they'll say, where are you supposed to go? And then oh, yeah. This, and then you – here's how you flip it. Uh, they're groping you. That's actually sexual harassment. They're grabbing a naked person. So you can get out of that pretty <laughs> true, easy. True. And there's there's witnesses, cameras, all that stuff. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if anyone's ever done that as a scavenger hunt activity. Remember the good old days, scavenger hunts around the town? Really get to know your, your city. Ooh, yeah, I definitely. If yeah, anybody we had, would uh, go it, to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. They had to stop that around our house for some uh, some reasons that I won't get into. But uh yeah, That's some fine. bad. That's yeah, they, they ended in they ended in some bad results <laughs> in the ones near my house. Right, and and I know local government listens to this podcast. <laughs> they do. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> South Elgin, South Elgin, Illinois government, all about Chubstep. It's it's it is a known fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, else, how else did you know about the coroner's election? Come on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk all the local governments on here. Um, no, but yeah. Give me five seconds here to think about a better location, though. Okay. I will start the clock and Man. go. Uh, how about a um, rock climbing gym? <laughs> is it is it is it streaking oh, if you have the see. if you have the like the harness on? Um, I think it is. This is like assless chaps. <laughs> see, my initial, when you were thinking, while you were thinking, I was thinking a water park's a pretty good place to go streaking because you just say you lost your swim trunks. The wave pool. The wave pool. You throw them off. You never even, you never even put on swim trunks in the first place, but you get out of there <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, where are my shorts? And you just, this is so embarrassing. And you just yell around yelling that. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> where <laughs> am I? <laughs> yeah. Et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's good. We got three good options here. Yeah. I'm going to get to work tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bird up. Let's All right. Skip. I'm going to cut that out. Nobody will ever know that oh, happened except for, for Brad, sure. who's for in sure. the space with me. Everybody, Brad. That was me Brad. clapping. He's the only one down here with me. So. <laughs> who's Brad? Uh, Vaughn's friend. Also friend of the show. Oh, Big friend, Big friend of the show. Big friend. Best friend of the show. <laughs> More than one friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Um Okay, Russo, do you want to get to some uh, a Jeff Goldblum movie review here? Yes. Hi, hi, hi. I'm Jeff Goldblum. You, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Because she's sweet and like a peach and like a juicy and sweet. Yeah, you're afraid to be too Goldblum. He no. thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's going to be Goldblum. By jamming them into his pocket. I'm going to get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, people always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? So we talked about this beforehand. And you knew this was coming. This is 2014's The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes, great movie. This is directed and written by Wes Anderson. And uh, it's starring a lot of people, a lot of big names. But a lot of the typical names... <laughs> a lot of these names are like the typical names that he has uh, in 
a lot of his movies. Owen Wilson is in this, Tilda Swinton, Jason Schwartzman, Edward Norton, Bill Murray, Jude Law, Harvey Keitel. The only reason I know the name Harvey Keitel is from nice. uh, is from Michael Scott. He goes, Mr. Cocktail, Mr. Cocktail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason. I didn't I realize that's that person. I'm assuming that's the that's same person, actor. right? Uh, Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. is in this. He plays Deputy Kovacs. William Defoe, Adrian Brody, F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham plays Dara Dahl. Nice. You know him. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know him from Homeland. Yeah, Homeland, D- Dara Dahl, bad guy. Or is he? Real Well, yeah. Yeah, he is a bad guy. Um, and there's two, there's two guys whose names I, I wonder. Well, one guy, one girl. I wonder if you can pronounce their names in this movie. Yep. The first one is the the main character. Well, the second main character. Well, there's a reason I've been waiting um, to <laughs> to say that name. <laughs> my bad. Uh, is it is it Ralph? I want to say it's Ralph Fiennes. Close. Yeah, Fiennes. You got Fiennes right. But it's not Ralph? But it's Rafe. Rafe Fiennes. Hmm. Yeah. Strange. It's like a capital I. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that is weird. Okay, what was the other name? Is it Agatha's name? Yes. Good job. Uh, That's a tough one. Yeah. uh, Source Ronan? That's a horrible name, but that's what it is. Source Code Ronan? No, it's so it's spelled for... You know, our, our listeners, this is bad radio here. Yeah. It's spelled S-A-O-I-R-S-E. Okay. And it's pronounced like inertia. So Sersha. Sersha Ronan. Well, she plays she Agatha. In, <laughs> yep, late. Yep, yep, I would agree with that. Okay, so all those people. And so the movie, why don't you give the explanation of the movie? Because it's nice having uh, somebody else that's actually watched one of these movies for once. So why don't you give a little bit more of the... Uh, what this movie's all about. Okay, geez. Um, so it's about a guy named Gustav. He's a uh, concierge at a famous hotel. This is like in a fictional country somewhere in Europe between the first two world wars, or only two world wars. And so it's about, it's about him, and he kind of mentors the lobby boy, Zero Mustafa. Who is later Dardal. Yes, good job. Yeah, that's another thing. I think this movie takes place across three different uh, uh, periods of time. It's and actually the cool thing about that is. Wait, I'm going to correct you there. It's actually four different uh, times. Oh my gosh! Might as well hang up now. <laughs> the cool thing about the four periods of time is that each one is shot in a different uh, way. So there's like a more of a, a square aspect ratio version then there's more of a classic uh widescreen and then there's two other ones i don't know if you noticed that or not um no i did not actually good call though yeah so it's just classic wes anderson doing cool stuff first class so it's about those two folks and the lobby boy becomes best friends with uh the legendary concierge named gustav so so much so that there's a famous uh quote somewhat towards the end of the movie where uh, Gustav, played by Rafe Fine, he yells out, get your hands off my lobby boy. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Uh, Rafe Fine is fantastic in this. He's hilarious. Yes, he is. He's and, very good. Uh, 
was going to say next. Um, I can't. I don't remember the actual story too much, so you might want to add there. But, but there's so, your premise. Yeah. So that's the premise. Yeah. It's all just about like the the kind of the trials and tribulations that Gustav goes through with the uh, with the lobby boy, and they're all trying to figure out how the lobby boy, who's later played by Daradal, became the owner of this Grand Budapest Hotel. So it's kind of the story behind that. And, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, and and Jeff Goldblum. Let's talk about a little Goldblum here. He it's not a major role by any means, and it, it's kind of a subtle. I don't. Do you even remember Jeff in this movie? Uh, I just remember what he looks like. I don't remember what he does. Yeah, well, you remember what he looks like because he always looks like Jeff Goldblum. So that's not uh... <laughs> <laughs> true. You got me there. Yeah. So, uh, but he is basically like a. Um, I believe he's like a lawyer that's used in many in many parts, and he, he like kind of accountant slash lawyer, and he goes and looks over the books in um, the Grand Budapest Hotel, and then there's this lady who dies, and then he's kind of in charge of dividing up the estate. So that's kind of his okay, role. Yeah. I believe he dies at one point in the movie. He actually gets his fingers knocked off or cut off by uh, William Defoe. That doesn't really ruin anything because he's not really a, a major role in the movie. But uh, that's true. But he doesn't. I, I can't. I can't think of many movies where Jeff Goldblum is injured or, or killed. I don't think any of the ones I've seen yet he has been. So this is a rarity. Oh yeah, and here's one where he's not a musician. That's true. He's definitely not a musician in this. He's. Uh, yeah, that's a very good point. It's very. Yeah, he, this is not a very Goldblum role. I was gonna say that I think he's perfect for it. Actually, not not in terms of uh, the his what his character is like in terms of. What he his activities are like he's like I said yes. like he said he's not a musician but I think his demeanor and his delivery and the way he talks is kind of perfect for a Wes Anderson movie. I would agree. No, I, I I totally agree with that. I'm just saying for he didn't have that many lines in this one that were like that. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't like uh, playing to his like like when I think of him in um what was the other one with Bill Murray with, with the Wes Anderson one with Bill Murray where they're with the uh, Life Aquatica. Right. Yeah, life aquatic. In that one, mm-hmm. he's like so Goldblum. I mean, they use those pictures, like that picture of him, like uh, leaning on like the white chair with the big like white coat. Like it's a very yeah, iconic yeah. Goldblum picture that people use all the time. And like he's very Goldblum in that movie. And this one is just not like they could have had other people playing that role. He played the role well, but it's just like I feel like they could have used him in some other, you know, maybe some more mm-hmm. lines or maybe something got cut out. You never know how it works. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, those are my thoughts. Um, I also enjoyed this movie. I liked. I, this is probably my favorite Wes Anderson movie I've seen. Um, what nice. are your? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, um, I thought I've seen it twice, but that second time wasn't uh, recent at all. Um, but I remember when it came out, I liked it more than most, except for Moonrise Kingdom because that that might be my favorite. Um, that's probably, I think that's the one he made right before this. But I, I like I like how many variety of characters there are there's so many and, and each one is kind of memorable like even someone like jeff goldblum or willem defoe was not in it for too long at least yes our screen time yeah and then another thing that's pretty cool is how it's such a such a big hotel yeah and wes anderson kind of gets his licks off of creating large sets and and creating all of the detail that yeah goes with that set like to to the finest detail like anytime you see a book on screen in his movie he probably wrote that or like a newspaper he might have wrote written the articles like it's it's he just gets super into it yeah and that works in a movie like this with a hotel or life aquatic where there's a huge boat 
or like even Royal Tenenbaums, where there's a big house with so many different rooms, mm-hmm. like you just let you decorate. So it's cool that way. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I can you agree that we're going to give this to Jeff Goldblum a top rated uh, Jeff on the Jeff Goldblum movie review Independence Day scale a top tier? Yeah, I'm into that. Okay, top tier. I gave it a cold. I gave it a virus. Computer virus. Yeah, yeah, I w- I would agree with that. Um, okay, Russo, uh, what did I know you had some stuff written down? I want to get to your stuff before we go too far. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number one: How is Totoball going? Totoball is going good. Thanks for asking. Totoball is a sport uh, that I invented a couple years ago. We actually just played today, which is part of the reason that I'm recording this so late and why we don't have a ton of time. Um, uh, we've been, uh, yeah, sport that I invited. You guys can check it out, Totoball, on Facebook. We've got some videos. It's on YouTube as well. Uh, yeah, no, things are going good. It's uh, we, we don't have as many people to play as we used to. But uh, we've been getting some. Uh, we play like we try to play like once a week and just get a bunch of people together and play a game. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and thank it's, you. It's, I'm sure it's tough with uh, people moving around. Yes, um, it is. Of course, yeah, people. Good amount of people to play. Yeah, some people leave, some people come back. It just is always kind of changing stuff like that. For what it's worth, I'd never play. It's not my sport. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what else I got? I, I have this interesting thought I had while I was running today. Yep. I don't run all the time, but when I do, I have thoughts occasionally. Yes. And I was thinking about how weird paper boys are or were because they're not really existing anymore. Yeah. But I'm thinking we should bring those back because it was just, it was crazy. Like, at least from what you would see on TV, because I don't even know if I've seen a paper boy in real life, but mm-hmm. they were just, they were incredibly reckless, you know, knocking out mailboxes, uh, oh. breaking house breaking See, windows, just I, tossing it from their bikes. I was picturing, when you were saying Paperboy, I was picturing like the, extra, extra, read all about it. <laughs> I was picturing like the guy in the corner. Guy in the street, yeah. yeah that's, 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 <laughs> that's kind of a Paperboy, too. <laughs> what would you call that guy? Um, newspaper Boy. <laughs> oh, Newspaper. They're a little fancier because they're I mean, a little better dressed, they, yeah. Yeah, but they do both deliver the same paper, but I guess, you're, yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, I was talking about the guy delivering it on the, to neighborhoods, you like don't, the mailman of newspapers. You don't see, you don't see like uh, kids on their bikes anymore. With like, they, yeah, they would always have like when you see it in the movies, it's always like a kid with a bike with like a big basket on the front, and then they've got a yep. bunch of newspapers and they're just throwing it to the neighbors, and then you know the old guy walks out and like waves to the kid, like that's like the classic yeah. thing. Here, okay, yep. here's maybe why uh, they don't do um, newspapers anymore. Did you hear very recently, um, this was, I mean, when I say very recently, it was within the last year, there was two uh, ladies that were driving this uh, uh, truck, and this truck resembled a um, a car that somebody had just, that was reported stolen that had been involved in some crime. And the cop shot, like, I, it was some insane number of rounds. I, I don't want to get the exact number, but it was over 50 shots into this car. Holy cow. And, and like, one of the ladies was, like, grazed with the bolt. The other lady wasn't hurt at all. Um, and they were oh, just, wow. it ends up, they were just, like, driving super slow because they were just delivering the paper. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so maybe there's just some danger. Maybe it's just, like, parents don't want their kids driving around, uh, you know, I, I mean, early, and then like, some guy just grabs them off the bike. But yeah. I, yeah, was that uh, in Illinois or was that national news? That was like California, I believe. Typical. I bet Brent Flakes was involved. Yeah, no, I heard about it on another. They had the lawyer for the ladies that were in the car uh, on the on one of the podcasts I was listening to. Um, Doctor Drew got it. It was at, it was actually reasonable doubt. 
but um all right anyway (laughs) uh but yeah no i i don't know why i I like the idea of it a lot because it seems like a good job for a kid to have right and you're you're driving Mm -hmm. around you get to ride your bike you have to learn how to ride with one hand a lot of people don't know how to do that i'm really good at that true yeah yeah (laughs) um it's really tough usually don't know how yeah um oh it also is here's why it's it's discriminatory to people that only have one arm do you think that could be it? <laughs> True. There's so many kids with one arm. I forgot about that. Yeah, you don't want to leave anybody out. Um, mm-hmm. Now I feel like it's like just like an older like kid our age that's just like driving around a station wagon that just like drops it off. I feel like that's the person that drops off our our newspaper now. Yeah, there's that, and then a lot of houses have the newspaper bin attached to the mailbox now. That's so lame, right? They're supposed I know. to get like chased by the dog. You can't Where's do that. Where's the novelty? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the novelty? What's happening to America? Eric Novelty. Eric Novelty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. Um, yeah, no, I agree, Russo. I'm on your side. Thank you. Bring bring back the jobs. There, <laughs> too many people are taking <laughs> yeah, the jobs. It's going to be my uh, yeah. platform. I'm there, running for alderman in Milwaukee. <laughs> That'll be, I'll vote for you. You just got to rig the system so I can vote for you. How about some Tanzania news here, Russo? Yes, that's good too. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure. Scientists claim that these patients are now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. This is about your boy, uh, Dwight Howard. He is spending his off-season continuing to change lives in Tanzania. Okay. That boy, Dwight. Yeah. And this work deserves more attention. That's the subheading here. So listen up. Um, so, so Dwight Howard has been ensuring girls have basic sanitary products they need, which has a domino effect on their education. Here's a quote from... Uh, NBPA, the National Basketball Players oh, Players Association, I guess it makes sense. Um, for a lot of girls in these schools, once they go through their cycles, the situation, that's in parentheses, uh, the situation is shunned shoot. upon. Shoot. Uh, and they're afraid to go to school because they get talked about. So girls turn to using unclean cloth or even to prostitution in order to afford products during menstruation. Uh, then that also removes themselves from work or school for weeks out of the year. Here's the other thing. We talked about it last week with uh, Tanzania News with Magafuli saying that mm-hmm. girls that are pregnant can't go back to school. So here's a little double standard where a lot of times they don't want to go to school if they're on their period. But if they get pregnant and are not on their period, they also can't go to school. Jeez, Magafuli, what do you want from us? <laughs> I know. Well, this is <laughs> – yeah, what do you want? So this is from Howard's D12 Foundation and their um, – they started in 2011, and they're making they use sewing machines, and materials to make sanitary items for dormitories for right now, and then they're going to pulverize banana leaves into sanitary products. Um, I love that word, pulverize. Pulverize is a good word. Also, I just like the idea of it being banana leaves. Yeah, I like that too. I usually throw those on the side of the road. I just think of leaves uh, using for sanitary options when I think of Jumanji. There's one time where he wants to go to the bathroom and he asks for a leaf. I believe yeah. it might have been a banana yeah. leaf. Uh, new Jumanji coming out with The Rock. Uh, I'm not going to promote that. No. But uh, <laughs> so Dwight Howard doing great things. Not doing such great things in the NBA. He keeps getting traded around a lot. No, he's a scrub. He's soft. He was, he's not Brooke Lopez soft, but he's soft. He's one of those guys that, like, I loved uh, 
how he used to play because like I you know I love like the 90s centers and he was kind of the closest thing to resembling that for a while and then it was yep. just like he was just kind of like the newer Shaq and then it just kind of I don't know what happened he just kind of died off he just never really improved I guess is what happened I know. and he kind of got a little that worse and people. yeah a lot of potential that there happened. yeah uh, he's directing his efforts towards Tanzania now so <laughs> yeah I respect that yeah <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> climb Mount Kilimanjaro next he should with Nate Boyer, friend of the show. And actually, yeah. I had to give you—I forgot to give you credit for the Nate Boyer interview. You were the first one oh. to send me the screenshot and said I should get Nate Boyer on the show. Well, thank you. I was wondering if that was coming during the interview, but I, I figured, figured it'd be cooler for you if, you if you just found out about him on your own. Which I which I did, but I also when when I got sent that, I also remembered it from you as well. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Now. Yeah, and I got I'll a quick. I got a quick uh, email here. Uh, guys can email the show chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. This is titled Question for On the Air from Paul Trusso, and the only thing written down is penis boob. Is that my brother, Paul? No. <laughs> yeah. Might, might have been your brother, Paul, uh, with a T in his name. But uh, yeah. as we said, we will read anything that you guys email us, so if that's all you want to write, we will read it. Uh, but email the show <laughs> yeah. podcast and gmail.com, and also get those reviews in on iTunes. Russo, I know you got to go, so I don't want to leave you, you know, here. Is there anything else you want to get to? Um, the last thing I'll say is, are you aware of all the microbreweries that have sprouted up in Milwaukee in the last, I don't know, two years or so? Because it's, it's gotten pretty interesting here. I know about one of them because uh, one of the Daves, or no, actually, okay, one of the guys, um, my, I got some friends there that are on the baseball team in Milwaukee, and one of the guys that they used to be on the baseball team with started his own brewery in the third world. Oh, no um, and it's baseball-themed. Um, and it was good. Oh, we I went there, and it was good stuff. There. It's, uh, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to send you the address later because I don't honestly remember it offhand. But, yeah, no, I know Milwaukee, and Milwaukee's always been known for its, you know, beer because it's Miller and stuff is there. Um, mm-hmm. and it's always been known for its, you know, having a ton of bars, but I know the microbreweries have definitely been coming more of a thing, but it's, it's getting even crazier than I would think. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Like there's just, if you think about the third ward and, and kind of, uh, west of the third ward, so like, yeah. uh, Walker's Point and, and other areas over there, there's like five at least. And there's some up by me on the lower east side. It's like, it's interesting cause there's, they're turning it into such a, um, kind of a loungy, like, yeah, chill place to hang out and, and drink like uh, local beers there. So there's like bag games and uh, ping pong and and tap rooms and whatnot. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like if you ever been to Revolution in Chicago, it's like a bunch of those breweries. It it seems like the theme right now because like it's this seems similar to me like all these uh, little restaurants that seem to be becoming a lot more popular than like the big chains like. They talked about TJ Fridays and Applebee's and Chili's. Those are like struggling. Oh, while like yeah. while like the Chipotle and I guess Chipotle's not really small anymore, but it's like a like a, there's a difference. And there's a lot more like I feel like a lot more just one-off restaurants are doing a lot better now than they used to. I feel like people are just instead of just going for what the norm is and just the big chain, people are just kind of what actually tastes better. And mm-hmm. a lot of times these microbreweries are making kind of unique beers, and it's going to be a lot better than like drinking a Miller Lite or you know, whatever it's, you know, you're going to get some play like a river West Stein is going to be better, you know, from, you know, any of these places, two brothers, any of these local no, breweries, yeah, that's a great point. it's going to be a better beer than, you know, like a Coors light or something like that. So people are going towards these kind of smaller 
options just because, you know, these guys are making it cheap enough that it's not that big of a price difference, you know, from going mm-hmm. to, like, the major ones. It's not going to be, like, that much more expensive, so you might as well just have some that's a little better. Yeah, exactly. It's not – you're not trading up to uh, – too hard or too significantly and i heard that about uh, applebee's and tj fridays how a bunch of their stores are closing yeah and they're like and they said they're blaming millennials and stuff like that but i would just blame it on just you know subpar food yeah and it's like gas ain't cheap (laughs) not not driving to those places (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly all right russo i'll let you go man oh cool well thanks um can i tell the people where to find me oh yeah totally so I'm just going to cut this part on, out. <laughs> okay. On uh, Twitter, MU Nation number two. On Instagram, MU Nation number two. On Facebook, you can find me on Nick Russo, formerly Nick Rizzo, but that was too confusing during the Cubs uh, World Series run. <laughs> so I'm Nick Russo now. And uh, LinkedIn, I'm Nick Russo as well. I have a pretty good picture on there. So if you want to find me, stop on by, connect with me, and we'll, we'll have a good time. And I will. Uh, I'll keep endorsing you for. Fa- it's been a while since I endorsed you for some ridiculous things. Yeah, that's my favorite part of LinkedIn, actually. Yeah. <laughs> favorite part of LinkedIn is the stuff that not everybody sees. But you can just endorse other people for like the most ridiculous of things, and they have to accept it for them to be on their page, but they still get to see it. So it's funny. Yeah, and the first time you did do it, I didn't know that I had to accept. <laughs> first, though, I thought you were screwing up with my LinkedIn, <laughs> telling all these people. <laughs> I was telling I'm good at. that you're good at butter and things like that. <laughs> Yeah, you can stick the butter. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Peace out. Have a good one. And the show has ended. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.